A northerner from Huddersfield. A Londoner from London. <laughs> That's chuffing obvious. I'm Nat Richards. And I'm David Baker. And welcome to our sophisticated, civilised, refined... Oh, come off it. We're just two Brits in Oz. Having a laugh. Talking all things UK news. This is Aussie Pomcast. Hello and uh, welcome again for another week of Aussie Pomcast. Uh, last week I promised you the return of Nat. Yeah, I'm going to fail to deliver that, but um, she's been waylaid in the UK, so she gets to spend a little bit more time back at home. But um, we've luckily been joined. She's agreed to come back. I don't know why, but um, the Jay Hannah is back again. Four weeks running. I'm actually amazed you allowed me back after last week, to be honest. I mean, I have <laughs> no say in what happens, but <laughs> I requested someone else, but they said no, they couldn't, they couldn't deliver on that. Bad luck. No, it's very nice to have you back. Thank you for joining us and at some short notice, so we do really appreciate that. Um, yeah, I know. We did get a couple of complaints about your language last week. Oh, did we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. Bl- Blue J. Hannah is back. Just so. beeped me out this week, <laughs> <then>. <laughs> Right, well, let's, let's get straight into the news, because there is a bit of breaking news actually um well i say breaking news as breaking news can be on a podcast that yes. you could be listening to in four years time That's right. um but uh, overnight in the uk um islamic state supporter ali harbi ali has been uh found guilty of uh you, you remember this back in october mm-hmm. the stabbing death of david amiss um he was obviously murdered whilst he was holding a constituency surgery um in his electorate of south end west mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um Horrific story at the time. I'm sure you remember it. Yeah, yeah. It was, um, I just remember the outpouring. Um, he obviously seemed like a very well-loved character, very popular in his constituency. Um, yeah, and he was at a church hall when this happened. Just horrific and barbaric. And apparently the jury only took 18 minutes to come back with a guilty verdict. Yeah, fairly, I think, you know. yeah fairly concrete evidence, I think. Yes, I think yes. they actually said that he, he had used a knife that he had tried to attack him with five years previously. So yeah, he's right. obviously kind of got in his head that he, he needed to do something about mm. it. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, pretty tragic scenario. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, I think it... I, I'm sure you remember as well, a few years ago, I think it's 2016 maybe, but Joe Cox, yeah, the right. Labour yeah. MP that was yeah. also, she was shot. Mm-hmm. Um, again, an extremist, this side, a different end of the spectrum. But yeah, um, yeah I mean, it just, it does make you think, and, you know, mm-hmm. I think they have been debating it ever since, but, um, you know, some protection for MPs yeah. when they're doing these kind of things. Yeah, they're definitely. just They're just holding meetings for regular punters to come and, you know, talk about the things that are yeah and, yeah and people don't go to celebrate an mp they don't go to say congratulations on all mm. the hard work you're doing they mm. go to air the grievances their, yeah, exactly that's it so yeah it's um like a <laughs> sad thing to start off with but um yeah. you know good that justice is served as you said 18 mm. minutes we'll mm. obviously wait to see what he gets sentenced but mm. um yeah um, that's that seems to be over for the time being um mm. yeah i mean uh, you said the outpouring grief i did i remember mm. one of the people actually that was um that was one of the first people to kind of say anything about it was actually Boris's wife, Carrie. Yeah. Uh, then Carrie Simmons, now yeah. obviously Carrie Johnson. But she, um, she, I, I think they shared some sort of love of animals or something. They were yeah, very, yeah. you know, kind of in that, I think, you heart-wrenching kind of post thing. Yeah, yeah. But, um, yeah, so she was one of the first people to pay tribute and it just... Um, it was just one of those things, really, that kind of... Rem- it's one of those things I think most people in England will remember where they were when it happened. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. shocks you to the core when something like this happens, just so unexpected and just barbaric and tragic, really. Yeah, I mean, staying on politics, but yep. moving a bit away from that, because, mm. you know, obviously we just wanted to get that in there because we thought it was an important thing that happened. Um, but Boris... He's been out and about. He's He mm. delivered on his promise that we spoke about a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Um, we said it might be a populist 
idea, <laughs> maybe, perhaps, I don't know. But he's um, he's flown out to Ukraine and showed his support for Zelensky and walked the streets of Kiev. Yeah, I was quite surprised, to be honest. I kind of felt like maybe Boris was a bit all pants and no trousers on this one, but he's followed through and he's that's in a, That's Kiev. a bad thing to say when you're talking about all pants and no trousers. <laughs> <laughs> he's, um, he's there at the moment, or was there, and, um, you know, uh, showing a big show of um, support for Zelensky and the Ukraine um, uh, issue. Uh, he's announced a new financial and military aid package um, and he's called uh, the defence of Kiev the greatest feat of arms of the 21st century. So, you know, lofty in his praises know, old yeah, Boris here. I know, he did all, he also, I think he also praised them for having the courage of lions. He, he, yeah, you know, yeah. He's got away with words, I think. So, yeah, yeah. But yeah, no, look... I, whether or not it was a populist decision, whether or not he thought it would win back and curry some favour with voters, mm. we'll never really know. But mm, potentially, I, I, you still got to mm. really praise someone that goes out and does yeah, that. He doesn't yeah. have to do it. Um, yeah. And you know, I'm I'm sure Ukraine probably needed something like that. They needed someone to show yeah. physical support, show actual come and see what's actually happening. Yeah. So that, there have I, been quite a few leaders that have gone there. It's really quite impressive because, as you say, they don't have to do that. Mm. Um, you know, they're putting their own safety at risk, but, um, you know, hats off to old Boris. Yeah, I do question a little bit the idea that he's putting his safety at risk. I mean, well, for a start, Kiev has, be, has been mm. neutral. Yeah, mm. safeguarded mm-hmm. now. But also uh, it would be... He'd be sending his itinerary to Russia probably and saying you'd be don't wise you not to you'd be wise not to <laughs> hands off the yeah, button. Exactly. Putin. I mean I don't think yeah. it would go down well if yeah. an ally went down in, in mm, Wow. Yeah. But yes, maybe. But anyway, kick as off. as we said, it's good to see him there mm, and you know mm-hmm. good to see him obviously doing his um his usual thing of wearing a suit and tie no matter where he is. Yeah. I don't think he's got another change of clothes. No, I don't think so. And also like what is it with Boris? He always looks like he just slept in his car. Uh, his suit's are, always crumpled. His hair is always a bit askew. I like. think he does that for effect. I honestly <laughs> think just before the cameras roll, he ruffles yeah, yeah, up his yeah. hair to me. He's, he's probably got someone who travels with his entourage. And whose up job his it hair. is to like zhuzh him up. I don't know why he thinks that haircut is an everyman haircut. <laughs> I think like. it, it, it adds to his kind of like his charm, I think. Yeah, I mean, I have to say, like, sure, you might see him on a beach or by a swimming pool in a suit, which is a bit of a weird look. <laughs> but the one thing I'm grateful not to see is the thing yeah. I hate most about politicians is the old put on your local sports team's kit and <laughs> kick a football around. It's the most embarrassing thing ever. Any public relations people listening, don't get them don't to do, do that. It. It's, it's the worst thing ever. <laughs> they never know what they're doing. It's horrific. Yeah, um, I can imagine. But anyway, he, he wasn't doing either. that. He was in no, a suit, he was obviously. In his suit. Um, anyway, he was out there. One yeah. of the things that did happen in the UK whilst he was away, mm-hmm. um, and quite controversial but quite mm. interesting, I think, um, was they introduced the calorie count rules in England. Yeah. I think that came into effect on Tuesday last week. Mm. And now they're they're mulling it over in Scotland. Mm. Um, for anybody that doesn't know about this, basically they're now asking any, I think it's restaurants, but you have to have a staff of more than 250 people. Yeah, which that's is quite, a bit that's quite weird, big. isn't it? That's quite big. It's basically just saying chains, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big yep. multinational restaurants, but mm. they have to now list all the calories that are in any given mm. meal that you might have as a dining kind of person going in for a meal. Mm. Um, what do you what do you make of the rules first? I'm I'm, in, I'm interested to hear what you think. Well, you know, for Scotland, it's interesting because mm. um, so two thirds of the population are obese. overweight or yep. obese in Scotland, but I kind of feel like you need that. Yeah, yeah, you know, there's a reason why seals and animals that live in cold climates have blubber. 
<laughs> right, <I'm laughs> because they get. I thought you were going to say because they have calorie ca- calorie counting on all their meals. No, it's <laughs> keep warm. Like, yeah, it's how do you survive without a little yeah, bit of yeah, you know it, a little extra if it's layer? Minus twenty you know? degrees, you need a little bit extra. Yeah, exactly. so maybe in Scotland they need to bump the calorie up a little bit and tell people they need to eat a little bit more. I don't Even know. though the obesity rate is probably <laughs> not great, but they're obese for a reason to keep themselves cozy. Otherwise, they'll die of frostbite. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I I have a I have the same kind of attitude towards this as anything where you're putting yeah. new information out. It's basically, mm. I can choose to ignore it, which I will do, yeah, and yeah. it's fine. I don't care. Most people, I think, will do. Like, they've had these um, calorie info on, um, you know, takeaway chains and restaurants yeah. for a while now. I guess if you're interested, you look at it. Most people would choose to ignore it. It's not a big deal. Yeah, I mean, I guess like, that's obviously a very self self-interested and selfish kind of way of looking at it because for mm. me I, I just I'm not a calorie counter mm. I, I don't mm-hmm. really even know how many calories would be in anything I have no idea yeah uh, and you're probably thinking maybe it's time to start looking at it. I would calories. never you need to go that. to more restaurants where never. they've got the calorie counting <laughs> but to be fair there are obviously lots of people that struggle with weight struggle with issues of eating disorders yeah and is this making that a bit more complicated and a bit more difficult for those people Potentially, mm. yes, but I mean, um, if they have a problem, then you know, uh, maybe that's part of trying to manage it as yeah. well. So um, I know, for instance, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I um, had gestational diabetes. Mm. So these kind of things were really helpful for me yeah. at the time. So I think people with dietary problems or um, diabetes or anything, it is quite helpful. So. If it doesn't bother the rest of us, like you and I, exactly. what does it matter? I'm sure 20 years ago they were complaining that they, they were going to bring out things that said this contains nuts. Yeah. Now yeah. the idea of that not being on there Absolutely. is insane, right? So, yeah, yeah just move on. It's yep. fine. Yeah. <laughs> but but speaking of food, speaking mm. of calorie counts, mm. um, one place that did have this listed was, uh, this is a bit more remarkable because it's not mm. a restaurant, you're not going mm. in to pay, but this was at um, Beckham's son brooklyn beckham's mm-hmm. his wedding mm-hmm. with the the heiress Nico- mm-hmm. nicola peltz yep. never heard of her sorry mm. that's why i struggled on her name because up until about two <laughs> weeks ago i didn't know who yep. she was yep. but anyway they they got married and yeah on on the menu they had a calorie counts thing on that i think that would probably just be for posh Right. She yeah, recently maybe. admitted she spent 25 years eating the same dinner i think like grilled fish and vegetables so every day She's obviously quite pedantic about what she eats. So. Yeah, but I mean, surely she doesn't know, need to know what how many calories are in the same thing she eats every day. Surely. I don't know. Maybe <laughs> she's that obsessive about it, she does need to know. But, you know, there's been a lot of talk about this wedding because mm. it's um, a $3.5 million yeah, wedding. Um, Nicola Peltz's parents are billionaire mm. financiers. Um, it, the wedding was held at her parents' place in Miami, a big estate. Um you know, there was kind of like a who's who of guests, a couple of Spice Girls. and couple? Um, oh, yes, not all of them. Mel C, Mel B, I believe. Oh, controversial. Um, <laughs> um, and uh, people like, oh gosh, forget who else. But, you know, big lavish society wedding. Mm. Um, Will and Kate were invited apparently but didn't go. Right. Um you know, a lot of people have com- been complaining it's a bit tone deaf in this day and age, yeah. such a lavish display of wealth. I mean, I'd like... I had a wedding. That, <laughs> sorry, that's a weird way of putting it. I'm, I'm married. Um, and I didn't spend that much on it. And we debated whether or not we were even going to have one because mm, we didn't have that much mm, money. But mm. we just wanted to have a little party that we yeah. threw for everybody yeah. to have a drink and have a good time. Yeah. And the idea is, I don't know how you could spend $3.5 million on something. Yeah, it's, well, I think there was like a pre-wedding dinner, a wedding, um, a brunch, um, you know, 
entertainment like from the like of Mark Anthony and famous yeah. DJs, you know, no expense spared. Um, uh, Beckham and uh, Posh gifted them a Jaguar, an, oh, an right. electric will, Jaguar convertible. That will so, set you back a little bit, yeah. yeah. I mean, look, at the end of the day, they, uh, Nicola's parents are billionaires, right? So it's a in a way... At least they're spending their money. It's employing florists and DJs and, you know, um, people that put up the cabanas. And, you know, it's it's trickling down the money. So, in a way, it's a good thing they're True. spending. It's not just sitting in their bank account but, gaining interest. But I don't think they're hiring local florists or local... <laughs> How do you know? Because they're spending millions of dollars <laughs> on it. They're, they're getting the, the florist to the stars and the cabana people to the stars <laughs> and the DJ to the stars. Like, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Like, uh, it's, But it is all relative. That mm. That is worth saying. I mean, if you've got billions, $3.5 million, mm. isn't, it? it's, it isn't mm. very much to spending on a wedding, really. Mm. But even so, it has copped a lot of heat on social media it in has, particular. Yeah. You know, there's obviously... A lot of problems at the moment with cost of living yeah, all over yeah. the world, inflation and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Um, Ukraine is obviously going on mm. alongside all of Interestingly, this. Interestingly, they did ask their guests to make a contribution a to Ukraine. So there you go. Um, what interested me, though, was what Posh was wearing. You know, Victoria Beckham is now quite a you know high-end designer. Mm. Her, her designs are worn by the likes of Meghan Markle and um, all kind of host of celebrities. Um, she looked like she was wearing a negligee. She looked like she was straight after the party. She was just going to slip straight between the sheets. She was ready for bed. Maybe, maybe she, she was, was done. Maybe she was. I mean, <laughs> after she's, three days of celebrating, she's like I mean, done. To be fair, she's in her forties. No, <laughs> that was the weirdest thing about this. I didn't. Un- I didn't really understand how Brooklyn Beckham was of marrying age. I thought he was about. He's nine. only twenty three. To be fair, yeah, Is but that I thought really he was, marrying age. I thought he was I eleven. Know. Like I, every, <laughs> things have sort of caught up with me because yeah. he was. I always felt like he was my peer. Like as in, right. it, like. Not, not like we're the David s- or Brooklyn. David, David yeah, right, not okay. nine. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, they did have their kids quite early, mm. but this is what I'm interested in because um, when they got engaged, Brooklyn um, posted to Nicola, you know, I can't wait to make you the best husband and um, a daddy one day. And I was just thinking, I wonder how spi- Posh Spice feels about being Grandma Spice. Because oh, yeah, yeah, she's probably going to be the first good. one to be a grandma, right? I don't think that will go down well with yeah, Victoria Beckham. Posh Nan. No, do you think you have a Posh Nan and a non-Posh Nan? <laughs> yes, or probably. You're but the to other it. one's a billionaire. So maybe ah. she's Rich Nan and Posh Nan. Yeah, okay. I mean... <laughs> That beats both of my child's nans. No, no, I, don't, I take that back. I take that back. You better. You better. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Um, but talking of that wedding and talking yeah. of people that did go, um, you mentioned, obviously, uh, Harry and, sorry, William and Kate. They were mm. invited. They, mm. they didn't go. Mm. Um, there hasn't really been much about why or no one's mm. really, I don't think anybody's really established why. I, mm. I would imagine because of the luxury element of it. I would, I of would it. imagine so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's still plenty going on in the royal world as well. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that happened this week um, was that the Queen actually, for the first time, really spoke about COVID mm-hmm. and getting COVID. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. So this was part of a, um, a dial-in that she had with some NHS staff and she was obviously yeah. just thanking them, I think, for their work that they were doing. Obviously, yeah, the I think they were launching a new um, COVID wing and it was named after her. So, yeah, mm. she did a dial-in and spoke to some patients yeah. that had been there and some staff. Um, um, but, yeah, so it's the first time really on record, though, that she's actually spoken about her experience with it. Mm. And she, I mean, she didn't say an awful lot, but she did mm. say it did leave her tired and exhausted. Mm. But, I mean, that's quite different to what she said at the time. She mm. just said that she had a mild, yeah, yeah. mild cold, cold yeah. symptoms. Yeah. Um, 
But, you know, she, again, she is 95. Mm. It's probably mm. going to leave a 95-year-old tired and exhausted. Mm. Um, but I did very much enjoy her other quote, which mm. was, this horrible pandemic, it's not a nice result. It's a bit of an understatement, no, really, know, isn't it? Like, it resonates, you know, though, doesn't it? I agree with it. <laughs> it's horrible. It's a very much an understatement. <laughs> you know, so many people dead around the world. But she's 95. She survived COVID. Um, you know, is there any clearer evidence that, you know... The Queen is hard as nails. Uh, yeah, I know. I know. You know, this woman is made of tough stuff. I know, it's pretty impressive. <laughs> Hats um, off to her. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, you know, I guess part and parcel of that and the recovery is that she isn't doing all the things that she would She's normally do. She's pulling back a bit. Yeah, yeah and so sure. one of the things that she is pulling back on this week is, mm. is the Maundy service, mm -hmm. um, obviously, which happens every year on the Thursday before Good Friday. Yeah. Um, and it's I think it's the first one she's missed since 1970. Yeah, yeah. So it's obviously something that she pens in into mm -hmm. her diary mm -hmm. and so it's a bit sad that she's not going um yeah but charles will be in charge for the first time in his mm -hmm. life so interesting kind of event for him to take over um but if i'm going to be perfectly honest like because i'm not a religious man mm. this service sounds baffling to me i don't know what's going on why is she handing out coins it is a bit bizarre yes yeah. so she hands out a coin um for every year that she's been alive to one man and one woman. So this year it would be 95, just a, a whisker away from 96. Mm. Um, so, But at least she doesn't have to wash people's feet. Because yeah, I, I think know. back in the Middle Ages they used to do that too. So um, she's, she's mad. Can you imagine washing 96 people's feet? Like, but males and females, like... I mean, I don't want to think about washing anyone's feet at all, really. <laughs> oh, no. And I mean, it would be pretty weird if you went for a drink on the Friday and said, what did you do yesterday? <laughs> oh, the Queen washed my feet and gave me some coins. Yeah, all right. <laughs> How many drinks have you had? Yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, exactly. it's a bit of a weird service, but yeah, it's yeah. sad that she's not going to it because it is, as I said, it's obviously something that she's yeah. been very keen to make. And also, given that it hasn't happened the last two years because of COVID. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, it's, it's a bit of a shame, but, mm. um, you know, it's at least... At least it's not Andrew-related anyway, the mm. reason that you... Mm. I mean, mm -hmm. and I only bring that up because obviously he's in the news again, as he always yeah. is. Yeah. He can't disappear. But it yeah. isn't his fault necessarily this time. Yeah. But um, this is all to do with a, a new book that's coming out. This is a book by Tina Brown. It's called The Palace Papers mm -hmm. Inside the House of Windsor. It sounds like a Netflix show in the making, it really. really. Does. Um, yeah. But um, she's a ex-journalist. She used to edit Vanity Fair and New Yorker and Daily Beast. So she's yeah. obviously got some credentials she obviously yeah, she you know, knows her stuff yeah she knows more yeah. than me uh, but yeah. <laughs> um she in this new book she has said that um privately jeffrey epstein who we all know the backstory of i don't mm. think we need to go mm. into any more no. detail about that but was had privately been telling people behind andrew's back that he was an idiot but a useful one mm. even his crim mates don't write I him i know yeah exactly <laughs> Uh, yeah, but also, I mean, if it isn't bad enough that you're kind of tied in with that guy, yeah. imagine him calling you an idiot. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's I wonder what Andrew called him behind his back. Oh, <laughs> well, yeah, I, I, I best not I say. No. I <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so that's another blow to him and another blow to the yeah. family, really. But yeah. um, And know. all the more reason why Andrew should just shuffle off yeah. to the side. And yeah. Well, it'll be interesting to see what, what more is in that book. And obviously, it, mm. it won't be just about that, but it'll be interesting yeah. to see what else comes out of it. Mm. Um, you know, but one thing we're clear on is that he's an idiot. Yes. So that's, that's Don't good. Don't many people dispute that. No. Except maybe his dear old mum. 
Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but anyway, uh, talking of idiotic things and yes. idiotic happenings, mm. this one in Wales uh, yeah. got my attention and made me laugh a little bit. But um, this woman got stuck in a toilet. Mm. This is in Lan- Landudno. They're probably mm. pronouncing that wrong. Mm. But um, she... Um, she was out on, I think she was on holiday with her husband and her child and they've gone for a little mm. walk and she's popped in to spend a penny, as, you, as mm. no one says anymore. <laughs> Sorry, I sounded like I was from the 1920s. <laughs> yeah, then. Um, that's, that's old talk for having a wee. Right. Um, anyway, she stopped in to this yeah. public toilet and um, I, I don't know if you've ever used one of these type of things, mm. but there are they are a bit complicated. I know that sounds yeah. stupid. but And so she paid her 30p to get into the toilet and then got stuck inside. I still can't believe you've got to pay money to go and have a wee. Like, it's a luxury. Yeah. Just, it's so bizarre. Yeah, I know. I think it's, unfortunately, to stop people living in them, basically. Mm. I mean, mm. that's a completely different topic mm. that I don't want mm. to go down mm. right now. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. Um, so, yeah, you, you pay 30p to get in. Yeah. And so she's inside. And because she can't get out and there doesn't seem to be any way of getting out, yeah. she has to call her husband to come and help her. Mm. And he has to he has to pay to get her out. He has but to go to a cafe first because who carries around small change these exactly. days? You so can't tap and go at the that's toilet. That's part of the problem, isn't it? No, we need to. Who carries around thirty pence in their pocket? So, I don't know. I find it so bizarre that these things are still operational. There's got to be a better way of doing it. We need a pay pass loo or something like that. But they're very weird. Like I've been mm. I've been to one. I hate public toilets. I've got a thing oh, about same. public toilets. I just yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, yeah. Um but there's 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 these ones that exist in WA and they're like they play like Burt Bacharach to you whilst you're doing oh, a wee, which right, is a little bit weird. Yeah. Just to I make I think I've ever used one of those before. Yeah, just to try and mask the smell of everybody else's wee. <laughs> <laughs> does, I'm not, yeah, exactly. Mm, it doesn't yeah. really work. No, doesn't really help me. No. But anyway, yeah, yeah. I, I did feel sorry for her. Imagine mm. that phone call and then Yeah, yeah. And then him getting there and then I can just I can hear it now yeah. because it would be the same <laughs> argument that me and my wife would have is her shouting out, just open yeah. the door and him yeah. going, I haven't got thirty. I haven't got the money. <laughs> I have to go and get a flat white go. and get the change. Yeah, yeah. yeah unbelievable. Yeah. Um, and that, remarkably, wasn't the only weird story coming out of Wales. So it yeah, seems what's to be going on in Wales? Centralised in Wales this week. <laughs> but um, this was um, a tornado, strong winds mm. in Wales. It's actually been categorised as a, as a tornado now. Mm. But 185 kilometre winds, hour yeah. winds, which is 115 miles per hour mm. in English mm-hmm. terms. I still struggle with that, by the way, the old so conversion of that. Yeah. Um, but um, it caused... Hundred thousand pounds worth of damage mm. to to one farm. Yeah, I mean, weird. I yeah, this weird best farm in the world or something. I don't. Maybe there's just nothing else around it. I don't know. Exactly. I'm in a couple of years' time. You'll see some sort of um, socialite and Beckham child getting married at this. <laughs> it sounds pretty good if <laughs> there's a hundred thousand worth of damage. But um, yeah. but I'm trivialising a little bit because a yeah. you did mm. did get picked up. Twister style, mm. the nineties film Twister, and just kind of swirled around and then never to be seen again. It wasn't a U butte day for oh, that U. Oh dear, I was. I was <laughs> wondering whether or not you were going to make a U joke, and you did. And you I did. I did. I did. <laughs> but the little lambs were fine, but the poor U was gone. I so um, rather bizarre. Would you believe it? Sorry, I did another one too. <laughs> <laughs> I was choosing to ignore it. I know, Can I know, tell? yeah, no, fair enough. I, I would have ignored it as well. But yeah, a little bit of football news this week because mm. I know that you you really enjoy talking about that. But this I is do. this is this isn't strictly football. This is yeah. more around the edges of football. Mm. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is this has actually become quite a social media 
craze of the last mm. few years right. of like there are you know facebook pages dedicated to this and websites dedicated to this to recording like the rubbish food that you get at football stadiums right, okay. and so the one that's made a bit of a, a stir this week um, maybe because mainly because someone thinks it's woke right. Right. so i'm just going to ignore that word because yeah, it just makes me feel a bit do. sick please um do. but yeah so the th- it was a vegan option at mm. chelsea mm-hmm. which fine like mm. Funnily enough, vegans are allowed to watch football. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's it's pretty crap. Mm. So this is it's it's eight quid. Mm. So it's fifteen dollars basically, mm. and you get seven little bits of of cauliflower, mm. like battered cauliflower mm. or something. It looked like, and like three sort of slithers of celery. Sure, there's got to be a better option. I uh, thought it was like whole pies and chips and you know hearty hearty. Male food. male food, yeah. And no, then I see a... these flabby-looking deep-fried cauliflower wings and a few strips of celery. Yeah. I mean, when, it's very unappealing. When I read that someone thought that was woke, I was thinking, this is <sighs> taking the piss out of vegans if that's what they get. Like, if you're serving up the meat eaters like this yeah. monster pie or something, yeah, and you're yeah, going, yeah. here, you can have a little bit of cauliflower that we yeah. dropped on the floor. It looks <laughs> rubbish. Like, no one's eating that. It doesn't look very appealing. Um... I, surely there's better options for vegetarians and yeah. vegans. Um, you know, maybe do a bit of community consultation, but um, oh, I don't know. That's wild f- at a football stadium. I don't think that's ever happened. <laughs> yeah, but I the, mean, the picture I saw of this meal, it looked very unappealing. Just to, as unappealing as what was happening on the pitch. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, but all, nearly all football at all stadiums is pretty rubbish. Right, like, okay. It's, it's, well, eat beforehand. Well, would that, that, that's be, the too, thing that drives, be too that problematic? That drives the... <laughs> like, I have no idea why people can't sort of get their diets in order where they have to eat in that space of two hours. Do yeah. they not go any other two hours without eating? <laughs> Imagine that. Where you're like, oh, no, I have to because I'm at football. Maybe they just spent all their pre-time drinking. They they almost definitely did, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, it's like the cinema, actually. Like I don't really yeah. understand why. Oh, you go to it's the cinema and then mi- you sit there and eat. Yeah. And annoy your neighbours. It's are crunching your oh, paper. God. And- it's 90 minutes. <laughs> How have you not... Like, seriously, I just, do they do that at home when they're watching Netflix? I don't know. They no, probably they do. They probably do. How do you know? I don't know. Anyway, weird thing to end on. But um, yep. Jay, it's been a pleasure to have you again. And thank, thank you for joining us at short notice. It was it was a bit of a bow out of the blue. But um, yep. no, we really appreciate it. Um, and I think that really is it for you for a little while. <laughs> we'll and for see. anybody, we'll for anybody see. that couldn't see, she was just cheering <laughs> silently. So yeah, she's, she's loved every minute of it. I have. It's been so fun. <laughs> no, thank no, you, it's Jay. It's been great. Thank you. You're more than welcome. Thanks ever so All much right. for coming on. And um, next week, we might have Nat. <laughs> we, you know, we'll Let's wait and see. see. Let's wait and see. see. It's hard. Oh, what a cliffhanger. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing that's not a cliffhanger is uh, I will definitely be back. So um, we'll see you next week and have a good week and join us next week. It's a lot of weeks. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> Aussie Pomcast is brought to you by the West Australian and Perth Now. Hosted by Natalie Richards and David Baker. Our producers are Kate Ryan and Natalie Bongiolo. You can find other podcasts produced by Seven West Media by searching for The West Australian wherever you get your podcasts.